Hi, my name is Imanya Easley, and this is The Closet Chronicles. This podcast is all about delving a little deeper into the fashion industry. I'm the founder and CEO of Style by Love E and Love E Fashion. As a personal stylist, I've worked with lots of clients, designers, buyers, boutiques, every aspect of the industry. And so we always have a special guest to come and share their journey, their story, and of course, give you advice and tips. And today that special guest is Shannon with The Closet Consultant. She's going to share her story, tell us about her business, her services, and of course, any advice that she has for someone that is just getting started or um, leveled up in their business. So welcome, Shannon. Thank you for joining. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I love your Instagram, which is how we connected. Yes. I've met great people over Instagram, but no, to me, what I want to say before you get started in your story, what I love the most about it is so simple and to the point. Um that it just even inspired me as another stylist of just like how you're giving your tips. Cause I either, I'm either overthinking it sometimes I think right. or <laughs> I'm trying to give more with the style tip. Like I'm actually with a client. Cause with a client I'm giving them, you know, everything they paid me. Of course. Absolutely. And so, so trying to just make it as simple as possible. And then of course you have that great walk and y'all wearing these cute outfits. <laughs> So it's just, I was just like, I just love the simplicity of like getting to the point so quickly, but still just super professional, super stylish. And just, I don't know, it just Aww. works. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's what people love about it is, be, is for the simplicity of it, yes. because it can be confusing or a little overwhelming for people when you try to explain too much, too much, and, yes. you know, giving them too much. And, you know, we all know with Instagram, it's like instant gratification. So you really have to get to the point as fast as possible because Plus then the you got people. a timer. Exactly. Like the real ain't going to last that long anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I just try to give as much as I can. There's no more than a mouthful so that you can get it and, you know, keep it moving. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and it's simple, but it's so valuable. Like, it is, and I, I don't know. It's just, I just love exactly how you do it. I feel like you do it better than anybody else I've seen on the ground. Of course, I see the bloggers and they're posting all these fly outfits. Right, right. All the cute <laughs> stuff. But I mean, they're not stylish. So they're basically just showing how great they look at the pieces they have. It doesn't mean if you buy that piece, you're going to look exactly like that in it. Right, and, exactly. You know, that type of thing. So it's just great to see a stylist. Uh, like I said, you just do it better than I've seen anybody else do it. So uh, I oh, appreciate it. You. I'm a fan. Um, as a fellow stylist, um, and it definitely inspired some of my own videos of like, okay, you might try to keep it simple, right? Try not right. to give them so much information. You only have like thirty to sixty seconds to tell them something. So stop trying to give them all the points. <laughs> give them one point, and if Just, they want more, they need to they come gotta come see. Book a session. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's right. Come see about me. <laughs> exactly. Pull up. So uh, exactly. <laughs> tell us your story, how you got started, how long you've been doing it. And of course, tell us where you're from, because I know you're not from my city. <laughs> right, right. Well, I am from um, Philadelphia, born and raised. So city um, of brotherly love, right? Yes, city of brotherly <laughs> love. Yes, yes. But I um, for me, I've always just really had a love for, you know, for fashion. Yeah. Um, for it's, it really kind of started with seeing my mother, you know, she was always and still is very fashionable and okay. that's who I looked to, you know, growing up and wanted yeah. to dress like, so it really started in the home for me. And it's mm -hmm. funny because I didn't, you know, I really didn't have a chance until like more so on the weekends to like really show my sense of style because I went to 
high school, um, which was a Catholic school and grade school all my life. So it wasn't Y'all were uniforms. Yes, girl. So I had to make that uniform pop <laughs> with my saddle shoes and my yes. little designer bags or whatever it was at that point, you know, to kind of like yes. stand out, you know, when you yeah. wore a uniform. So, you know, I didn't, it was, like I said, it wasn't until like on the weekends. And then when I got to college that I could really you know, show my real, yes. you know, sense of of style. And it just kind of stuck with me, you know, throughout, you know, throughout my life. And honestly, it wasn't until probably like even after college, you know, later on, like probably early, more so early, mid third, I would say late twenties to mid to early thirties, you know, mm-hmm. where I really, you know, wanted to hone in on that. And I started interning where I would work with other stylists in New York. Okay. Yeah. So I did you go to school in New York? I didn't. I actually had already graduated. I went to Temple, so I was actually still going to school right here in Philadelphia. And so when I was doing it, I was really just kind of commuting back and forth. Oh yeah, Philly in New York, like so close, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I used to just take the train and you know, kind of just come back and forth doing that for an extended time, and just really to you know to hone in on the craft and understanding. And this was more so like wardrobe you know, wardrobe style and working with them on shoot or on video shoots with different artists and things like that. And I just kind of came to a head with it um, where I just felt like it was just too, too overwhelming where no one really wanted to help you. Yeah. They only would do, but so much. And then it's just like, okay, you're on your own. Like people just were really cutthroat and that really, that really bothered me. So after, after a while, after I did that, I just decided, you know what, maybe this is not really, you know, this is not really for me. Yeah. And I kind of just washed my hands of it for a long time. I was just kind of discouraged. And yeah. what happened was once I started, you know, working in corporate and, you know, in most of the jobs that I had, I had to dress. So a lot of times people were either asking me where I, I shopped at or yeah. did I shop for people or could I shop for them? Yeah. It kind of was a, a a light bulb moment for me that went off and was like, okay, you know, God wasn't saying, you know, not ever. It's just yeah. directing me in a different path. Pivoting. It, absolutely. So yes. for me, it ended up turning into personal styling, you know, um, and honestly, I just, you know, kind of really like prayed on that and I decided like the last job that I was that I was at you know I had I had actually lost my my father at the end of 2014 and it was very sudden he knew he was sick but we didn't know so oh I'm sorry oh thank you so much that's my daddy's girl yes I got my My mom was not the one who could dress like okay she just didn't care about it so it was always left to me and my father to put her looks together because okay. she had style, but she just was not interested in as much as your dad was putting it together. Where my dad was all about the custom suits with okay. his like, shoes, and he was fly. And so okay, yeah, my I dad was the total opposite. <laughs> <laughs> he could care less about clothes. He would dress when he when he had to, but other than that, he was just he who was not that interested. But <laughs> but it just put a different perspective um, for me, and I had yeah. just vowed at that point that you know, I was going to really pursue, pursue my passion. And also I knew yes. it was really my purpose and yeah. I wasn't going to allow myself to be, um, intimidated by that. So I had, had set a date, um, in a month in the time I started just saving where I was knew I was going to leave this job. 
Um, yeah. And I was in a position where I didn't have any debt whatsoever. So I just felt like now was the perfect time. I, didn't I believe, love that. Yeah, I didn't have anything holding Girl, me back. I've been there and then got out of there. Oh, <laughs> right? Lord, take me back debt free, then got back in debt. Now I'm going back to debt free. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still debt free. I I, I, I had love to just let it, you know, had to let that go. But once I did that and made a conscious decision, and I, and it was scary. Don't get me wrong, I was still here, scared to hit that. This is, you know, turning in that two weeks, you know, for that for the job that I was at. Yes. But I did it, um, and I just never looked back. And I felt like the worst case scenario is that if I needed to at any given time, I could take on another job, even if it was just part time. But I was going to yeah. do exactly what I knew I was supposed to do, um, and that's what I that's what I did. So that was that was like twenty, you know, like twenty sixteen. Um, and I just, I've never looked back, you know, since then. And I've been, I've been doing it, you know, since that time. Awesome. Awesome. Now, once you started your business, like what, I guess, or what are some of the mistakes you made or how did you even figure it out? Did you take any courses, Mm -hmm. go through any accelerators, get into that a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, initially for me, I'm going to be honest. I just, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so, you know, I think I was, that's all of us, unless yeah, you come from that kind of background or have family right. members in that arena of being an entrepreneur. Right. Especially if you're, you know, trying to, to you know, see who your, your client is yeah. and how to pursue that and look for those clients. So I, I just, you know, what I initially did was I really went hard on networking Yes. And and that's when networking was big. You don't see it as yeah. much, unfortunately, now, especially since after COVID. But yes. prior to that, I just I just went full throttle. Anything that I felt like that I should be at with which was within Philadelphia or the tri-state area, I went yeah. and I did it by myself. I didn't bring along a girlfriend and do yeah. all of those, those things. I just went by myself and I really developed a lot of friendships through that. And yeah. I actually that's and and going to those events and attending other things and and learning other aspects when it pertains to business is really even how I got my like my very first client like my real official paying client who's actually still a client to this day and a friend I love that yeah we have so, similar stories as far okay. as um how we because like I'm I'm with my original clients so I have to actually go see her tomorrow okay uh, she's our retainer but I started my business in 2010 and she was the very first client paying client that got me my first little thousand dollars i was okay. too nice about it um i mean just to make it in one day and not That's work so hours or whatever to get it um since then though we've increased 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 but right 2010 it was super like oh my god i just made a thousand dollars in a day doing what i love not what you love office as yeah she's still with me to this day and i did a whole lot of networking as well and mind you this is pre-social media anyway yeah absolutely <laughs> And yeah, I was going to say, if it was 2010 for you, that that was definitely, you know, pre, you know, social media. But that's exactly how, you know, like I said, it started for me um, because someone that I met had referred her to to me. And, you know, from that point on, it was just kind of like a process and it was still a gradual and slow, you know, slow process, but it was definitely a process. And yeah, because I was definitely learning on her. Okay, I have no money to buy (laughs) the clothes up front. But she loved my style and loved me as a person so much. She would like give me the money, like front it for me to go out and shop for her and then pay me the fee. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's how it really, like I said, how it really started for me with that client. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, from there, really Instagram, 
yeah. was a lot. I got a lot of referrals. So even, you know, from her referring me, but also from people seeing me on Instagram, you know, I started getting um, a lot of other clients and I was actually really even doing virtual styling before, yes. again, COVID and all of that. That's yeah, just yeah. yeah, because I got so many referrals from people from that lived in other cities. That's yeah. how it kind of pushed me into doing, you know, into doing that. But, you know, I would definitely say moving forward, I did, you know, also start to invest. And in, really, I started investing even more in the last year or so when it comes to coaching. Yes. Um, you know, having mentors. And all of those things, I think you're always going to learn is you're, we never are going to know everything, but yes. you want to forever be a yeah, student and keep learning forever. Yeah. yeah. And you always want to perfect your, your craft to the best yeah. of your, your ability. And the only way that you're going to do that is that you have to invest in yourself first and foremost. So I would definitely, you know, recommend that to anyone that's starting is that, you know, you take, you know, you take classes. I did actually too take a class um, in the beginning stages at FIT. I don't know if they still offer it, but they did have a, a personal styling course. And, okay. and so I used to, again, I used to travel there weekly to, to yeah. take that, to take that course. So that was something else that I did in the very beginning outside of doing the networking, but it, it definitely is a, is a, is a learning process. You know, like I said, it's things that as you as you really doing certain things, you just learn and say, okay, I'm, this is how I'm never going to do this again, Exactly. you know, or I, I don't want to work with this particular client, you know, every, yeah. all money is not good money. And it's Girl, okay when hard. you say no, because if I feel like you're already giving me tension in a consultation call, then yeah. I know that this is not going to, this is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you just have to be mindful of, you know, the type of client and who your niche is because you're not, for everybody and exactly. you shouldn't really be you know selling yourself as a stylist for each and every person and you really yeah. have to hone in on which who your who your targeted niche or client is and that's who you should be talking to so yeah with social media I'm I'm not doing it for likes and comments you know yeah. it's, a biz it's a business and um you know and I really want to pursue the client that I'm looking for, you know, yeah. at that point. So I'm not trying to do it like you, like we were, you were just talking about as far as bloggers and things like that. And it's no shade to them, but it's yeah. not about just looking cute on the gram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, you know, you do have to put in, you know, you do have to put in the work for that and, you yeah. know, you'll start reaping the benefits of, of the hard work that you start putting in. I know for me, especially probably like last year, where it really excelled I don't you know it's just you just hit that sweet spot sometimes and then yeah. it just you know constantly is has been taking off so you know I'm you know I'm really like in a great place right now I love that I love <laughs> that I mean and you have a great social media like engagement and following did you already know how to do social media or yeah. you know not really. I just, I just started. And I know, you know, it's such a cliche when people just say that, but you do just have to just start. And what I, what I initially did, I, I didn't have any followers. If I, I don't even, I didn't have a hundred followers when I started on, on social media and decided that I was going to take it serious. But yeah. what I, what I can say is that I am consistent and I have been consistent since day one. So yeah. Um, you know, I post, you know, would post every single day, especially in the beginning. Now, yes. I, I still do, but I, I give myself leeway on the weekends. Yeah, I don't. Um, 
but I've built myself up to the point where I don't feel like that's a necessity every single, you know, every single day anyway, to be honest with you. But I, you know, I was very, very consistent. Um, even when it came to my website and my blog, I has, I was pushing out at least like three pieces of content on my blog a week, which was a lot. I don't even know when I look back on it, I don't even know how I was doing, doing it myself. (laughs) But you know, when I started, I was just going really hard to to really put my name out there and to get it out there and it. And it definitely did work. So I would tell anybody, especially if they are on social media and unfortunately it's even harder now because of, because the algorithm, the algorithm (laughs) is horrible and it's even horrible for us who's been on there forever. So, you know, it's just you, but you just still have to be consistent. Yes. I, like I said, if if I'm touching at least one person, then I've done my job. You know, yeah. if someone's gotten the point of what I was trying to convey or express, then I'm okay. I'm okay with that. But if yeah. you know, if you are using social media, you do really have to be consistent with it. You can't show up one day and then you don't show up for two weeks because yeah. who's going to pay attention to you at that point or what yeah. you have to say. So I do think that's really important because it still is a free tool. So I feel yeah, like you still should use it. It is annoying and it can be frustrating because mm-hmm. I get frustrated with it as well. But I still just keep, you know, I still keep it moving. I still, you know, continue to to push out that content. So I definitely think that's important, you know, if you're starting out. Yeah, definitely agree with all those points. And you are even make me be like, oh, you know, maybe I should step it up. I think that my issue with social media is the fact that I started before it began as far as my business and even right. So I got so many people from real life and networking and referrals. Right. That is like social media is important. And branding and marketing. But because I'm still getting the bulk of everybody that's really good clients for me, at least in my business, offline that I'm consistent online, but I'm like, I'm going to kill me. I don't want to stress myself you don't out tell yourself. about yeah. the algorithm because like, oh, you know, I, I got to post at this time, 12.03 on Tuesday and 5.10 on Wednesday. Right. It is weird. And I have a team, so I actually don't do as much of the posting anymore, but okay. I do feel like it can get to be like its own full-time job. It is a like, full-time well, job. <laughs> I'm like, well, how is people getting anything done if they always right. online? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're, and you're absolutely I, right. Because <laughs> if I'm not online, I'm like, I'm actually working in real life, so that's why I got time to be online. <laughs> right, I hear you. I hear you. But I am at least trying to grab content while I'm out working. I mean, I don't do it all the time because sometimes I get so caught up in actually doing the work and be like, oops, I didn't film not one thing of what I was doing. Right, right. But I try to grab what I can so that people can see. And I do think it does make a difference or engagement as far as people being able to see what it is you're doing. Because people are watching whether they say anything or not. Or yeah, they're watching. They yeah, eventually say something like, oh, I've been watching you for like a year and I'm just now. Really? Yeah, I know. You'd be surprised. I get that a, I get yeah. that a lot too. So people yeah. are definitely watching. And sometimes they're just waiting until they feel like you know, they can afford you. Yes. You know, and your services. Because people already so. assume personal styling is expensive. They do. They don't look at it like, oh, I'm going to go get my nose done or my hair done because nobody seems to blink an eye at that. But when it comes to style, girl, I can't afford it. I ain't even told you about rent. You have my price yet. <laughs> exactly. You just assume it is expensive. So. Right. Without yeah. even asking first. So, yeah, you exactly. Know, that's, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons, too, I always do the, you know, the free consultation because, yes. you know, I don't do more than 20 to 30 minutes. We just yes. get right to the point of what is it, you know, 
or your pain points so let yeah, me explain like, to you how my services on? work right exactly yeah I agree um same thing and that's another great thing too about having clients already and then they make the referrals because referrals are so easy to sell because they're pretty much ready to buy because of whoever told them to reach out to you in the first right time. absolutely uh, so <laughs> they're they're my favorites for sure um what advice would you give to I guess stylists now um coming out just because it's so different than even when I started you started and now we're in 2022 and the pandemic has happened things are different the retail and shopping is different what are a few things you would tell for uh, up and coming stylists or a stylist is trying to just level up and scale up yeah I would I would just say if if this is truly you know your passion again just you have to go hard for it yeah um, yeah. don't, you know, don't be discouraged. And I know it's easier said than done because, yeah. you know, we all have our moments, but don't allow, you yeah. know, those small moments to dictate your future as what, you know, of what yeah. your business is and what it can actually become. So just, just to keep yeah. going hard with it, you know, don't give up. Um, if this is truly mm-hmm. your calling, then it, everything will align the way that it is supposed to align. So but you can't give up. Um, yeah. in the process of doing it, because how will you know how far you can go if, if you do that? And I will also advise to, you know, to really think about doing virtual styling. You yes. know, I don't know if that's what all stylists are, you know, think about, but I feel like don't limit yourself. You know, yeah. you can still perform the services. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit different because you're not in person yeah. with that, with the client, but it can still get done. You just have to hone in on how that works for you. But I would definitely say don't leave money on the table because you're scared. (laughs) Because scared money don't make money. So, and we're still in the business of making money, but I would definitely say to pursue it and to think about it. Don't, you know, don't turn down clients because they don't live in your city or where you can get, you know, get to them directly. So I would. Yeah. I really agree. think about doing that all over the nation uh, because of virtual. And then Atlanta's a hub too, so a lot of people just fly in or fly me out. But then right, when right. the pandemic happened, we stepped up our virtual styling even more. Like I offered it before, but it wasn't heavy. Okay. Once the pandemic happened, it was like, okay, let me stress that we do do virtual Absolutely. as well. And then just let your and I just say let your clients know is which I always do with clients that are virtually that. They do also have the option of flying me out. I have, yeah. cl- I do have clients that do that because they still prefer in person. Yeah, a- as opposed north, to virtual. Though, the uh, you can like get to multiple cities. Like here in Georgia, like it's going. Georgia's a big state, so right, they're gonna take you four hours just to get out of the state. So you're not gonna just hop on a train and drop nowhere. Right, At least right. At the top, you can get to New York, Philly, Boston, all these other places. And have, you know, clients everywhere, which I do love. D.C., I do love about up top of the big. Right. The states are so close together. You can kind of get from anywhere from Virginia on up to damn near Canada. Which is true. And I, and it's <laughs> funny because a lot of cl- clients who, who still want that in-person experience that live in like D.C. and Virginia, they actually will drive here, yeah. you know, drive to Philly because they yeah. know here, you know, this is one of the biggest malls, the King of Prussia yeah. Mall. So People already want to come to it and yeah. it has every store imaginable. So a lot of times those clients that are really close yeah. in, in those cities, they'll actually just come to, you know, come to me. So yeah, as opposed to doing that. it virtual. So, yes, you know, but, you know, but yeah, definitely, you know, those that those things would be, you know, my my advice. And just again, just to always be open to, to learning, you yeah. know, but you have to make the investment and you can't be scared to do that. And I know initially you may not have it 
where what I might pay now, you know, for a coach or a mentorship program that I couldn't afford then, you know, but if it's something that's small, then maybe it's just a few hundred dollars invest in it, you know? Um, And then as you keep growing, then you'll be able to, you know, to even expand in that when it comes to learning other, you know, learning other things for your business. So it's worth it because you get the money back. (laughs) If you put the work in, you'll, you'll get the money back that you put out. Definitely. And so many programs too now offer afterpay or even, you know, payment plans for stuff as well. But yeah, you got to get to the point, I agree, of investing in yourself. I know when I first started, of course, not because when I did start my business, I started during the first recession, not the one that's here now. But 2010, when the bubble crashed, I was working as an accountant, but I wasn't ready to quit my full-time job. But when I had um, got let go because they couldn't afford to keep me it was kind of like oh my god I wasn't I didn't save all the money I wanted to save before I started this business or pay off there so it just made me be like okay you gotta hustle harder as well as figure out how to start investing in yourself um, slowly but surely but the great thing about as right. I always tell students my students um and when you do have a job, because everybody's so quick to be like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to be a boss, and not realize all the stuff that come with it. But when you do still have a job, it's like, take the money you're making from your job to, you know, and set yourself absolutely. up. The savings, pay the debt off, and invest in your business. Like, okay, I can buy my website with this paycheck. Next paycheck, I can buy my style kit, my rack, all the things. Because once you get out here full time, it's a totally different. It's a whole different story, <laughs> right? And even before I, you know, before I did that, those are the, all of the things that I was already doing. Yeah. So I felt prepared enough, you yes, know, and with, to step and what out. was yes. absolutely, and then if, you know what I saved, you know, through that year, almost year and a half. Yeah. Um, you know, it took me you through nice and even cushion. beyond the last year. Yeah. yeah past that year because I was just intentional and like I said I didn't have any you know have any debt so I was just yes. in a really good position to be able to do it the way that I did it I know it may not work for everybody but you know I just say if you feel like you're going to take that leap just prepare for it before yeah, you make that jump <laughs> right as much as possible and then of course I don't want to take up too much more of your time so do you have any final thoughts and words I think your story and you sharing it was great for sure. And the advice you gave, because man, of course, like you said, I feel like, especially with this industry and other stylists I talked to, a lot of us do feel like, you know, we were good at it for ourselves and other people liked our eye. And that was a hobby that we kind of was able to make into a career because it's not like when we was coming up, this was something you could go to school for or even something your parents encourage you to do. I know I came from the generation. I go to college and get a good and job. And go to that job. Exactly. That's <laughs> Don't try here. to be that creative. The most creative <laughs> thing I ever saw was like a hairdresser because even makeup artists was just working at like the big stores. Right. So I never <laughs> even knew this was like a real job until much later um, in right. life to be able to pursue it. So I think um, people nowadays have so much more advantages of doing creative jobs and jobs that didn't even even exist 10 years ago. Everything from social media and copywriting and marketing and all these different things that didn't even exist then. Yeah. So I would definitely say that too, that is they now with social media and using all of these different platforms, it, it does allow you to be put for you to put yourself and your business out there than it was before we had Instagram and, and any of these other platforms to, you know, to do that. So like I said, I, I wholeheartedly believe 
if you don't start anywhere else, start there, yeah. you know, and start making a name for, you know, making a name for yourself and really putting your, you know, putting your, your, what you do out. So people know how, cause how else are they going to know? Yeah. Agree. Agree. Definitely. Being consistent, if nothing else, always is going to pay off as you figure out, you know, better ways to elevate yourself on the platform. I'm like, if right. I ain't got nothing else right on this platform, I am consistent. But yeah, I can absolutely. be more consistent, like you said, posting every day. Now, I will say my team does on the business page every day, but my page, uh, I am not about posting every day. I mean, <laughs> well, I need to get if it's just your business, you know, if it's not business, and I don't, I don't think it's necessarily on your personal, if that's not, if you don't feel like posting every day, you know what I mean? I just do it for my business-wise. You know, I do that. No, but that makes good sense. And it's even a reprimand back to me uh, to, you know what, be more consistent with your, because it's my personal page, but it's my personal slash professional page. Professional page, page. Like, okay. Yes, because I'm I'm pretty private as far as like my life. So it's not like me I'm going to be <laughs> posting like, oh, you know, my house, my dogs, my man, all of the mm -hmm. things. So my professional personal page, it kind of just lets people have a glimpse of like, who is this person that I'm working with? You're like, yeah, I see she has stylists. But I want to see a little bit of her personality. Yeah. Decide, and people do. You know, if I want to work with you or not. Right. And I do that too. You know, I try to implement, you know, per some personal things as well like that, even if it's just in stories, you know, if I'm, you know, out with friends or celebrating or yeah. just, you know, doing other fun things, I like to, I like to share that, that part too. But like you said, if it's, if something that's too personal, that's, I'm just not sharing it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not so I'm it. like, at least if you look at my page, you're like, okay, she she do shop for clients and she like to eat with her friends. <laughs> right. I'm always be out here eating. Girl, I'm a foodie. <laughs> I'm a foodie all day long. Food. I she like food. to eat and she go to events <laughs> that are fashion related and she like to travel and that's all I want y'all to know and that's what y'all see. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Oh, but no, thank you again. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Um, I can't wait till we meet in person because I know it's going to happen one day. Yes, I've been to Philly before, um, but all I really remember is um, getting a Philly cheesesteak and everybody How did I know you was going to say that? <laughs> it's either the Philly cheesesteaks or tasty cakes. <laughs> Oh, John, yeah. Yes. That's that's definitely a Philly slang. I was like, okay, so it's a noun, a verb. <laughs> Y'all use it interchangeably for everything. Everything. But it's a long time ago. It's been a minute. But I do have a friend that's from Philly and I always say, oh, you should come check it out. I keep saying I will uh, one of these days. Do you ever do any events? I I haven't done any. Um, And, and even some events that I was going to do, Again, you know, after it was pandemic, all, yeah, everything with the pandemic. So it's just like people are now slowly but surely really pursuing, you know, different yeah. events and things Plus like, every know, things city like is that. Because every different. Because, you know, Atlanta is the Wild Wild West. So right. this city been open day near three months right after 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so we're definitely not like other the rest of the U.S. Right, so right. Y'all were being safer. We were not. So <laughs> it, it is funny because I... Close down, but we really wasn't after like maybe eight weeks. So I've probably been outside longer than everybody else to begin with. But we've been, yeah. I'm going to an event on Friday. Come pick about it. And I've been at events most of this week, but we do a lot of events. So I was just curious. And one of my other stylist friends and boutique owner friends, she's in Charleston and she's doing like a pop up this weekend. I can't go because I got a, mm -hmm. a conference here. But I was just curious because I was like, oh, that'll give me a reason to. <laughs> 
they give me a reason to fly out and meet in person. Like, oh, I can say I'm going to the event too. Yeah, I mean, and I and I and I am picky about the ones that I see because sometimes I just honestly feel like a lot of these, a lot of the times, there certain people are doing it just to do it, um, yeah. and you're getting the same people, the same clicks. Yeah, the same information, no which is perfect. a lot of time is not yeah. really information. You just kind of tease people to get them in the door, but you're not really providing them with what you claim. You yeah, know, you're going to get them. Well, you know, look, get that's them. why, as if you was doing an event. Not oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I need to do my own. Through. Yeah, I need to do my own, and that's something you know that I that I'm thinking May about. May consider for 2023. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, let me know. Because I ended up starting doing events, which is funny because it was not on my radar at all, but it was one of the pivots that happened for me in 2020. I started doing them just for community between my clientele because we were, like you said, on lockdown. So I wanted to keep my people engaged until they were like using me in person again outside of the virtual. So we right. started kind of partnering up with some of the different vendors and designers and boutiques. I started doing these virtual meetups where everybody get online. I showed them pieces. We shop, take the orders. I did that with like a different designer every week for like three okay. four months. Then it was like, let's meet in person, just like 20 of us, because we just want to get out the house. So we did that. And now it's grown to over 100 people coming oh, out wow. for our like spring, summer, and fall, um, winter, like pop up fashion show experience. Oh, so now awesome. it's like another one stream of income for my business, but also just like another line item that I didn't, um, you know, really plan. It just kind of happened organically yeah. as I was adjusting to the pandemic. But since okay. the people are loving it, I just keep doing them. So yeah, that's awesome. And I and it's funny because I actually have a um, an online clothing boutique as well. So I saw that. Yeah. I saw that online because you was mm-hmm. at Magic, right? I was. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But uh, do you promote that as much, or you promote more of the styling? I and then, okay, I do both, but I have a okay. whole separate page for that as well. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. Yeah, so most people who who have followed me, you know, have been following me for a long time. They, you know, they they know that I have it. And and one of those things that I'm promoting that are my pieces, I always tag that in my oh, comments okay, cool. so they know where it came from. Because a lot of times, if it's something that's really they really like it ends up getting sold out a lot of times from me posting it on that page (laughs) i love that i love that that's a good um a lot of stylists have you know like i have a small capsule collection or boutique clothing line um, where people can buy pieces from y'all that you basically curated personally so i do love that as well yeah for sure i got enough clothes in my closet that i could just curate my own little boutique <laughs> i'll have to get rid of but i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> oh but i just love shopping with everybody else so i'll definitely check out yours um for my clients and for myself um even though i call myself trying to be on a shopping punishment for me personally um, right at the moment and just focus on just buying other people's stuff not one for you one for me um <laughs> like i normally do but uh thank you again i really enjoyed chatting with you let's please stay connected oh, offline yes. outside of the podcast um i just love your energy and vibe even through the phone and of course like i said really love your instagram page not even sure how i found you maybe that was the algorithm but I found it, loved it, and then I just go back and look up your page because sometimes everybody don't show up in your timeline. That you I know a lot of people don't anymore right now. I, can't, I just I have go to look, and look at people. all the people I like myself. I'd be like, let me just go and look for them because I don't know if they're gonna show up if I scroll. Yeah, me too. Because I don't, I'm not seeing people anymore. I don't know exactly. what's going on. <laughs>
girl, yeah, shadow banning and whatever else Instagram keep changing and playing. I don't know why they just didn't keep it the way they did back in the day, day where you just scroll in chronological order, right? Like, of the just, people you followed and saw and when they were posted. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. They tried to get too fancy and I just, I can't get it. I but anyway, <laughs> have a wonderful rest of the week. Again, thank you. And you I will so welcome you when it goes live. And I look forward to uh, getting to stay in touch and building our own relationship. Oh yeah, we definitely have to do that for sure. All right. And definitely hit me if you're in Atlanta. Oh, you know I will. And I'm going to figure out a reason to come to Philly next year. So. <laughs> Even if it's just to come shop, like let me come yeah. over and shop for some clients, bring them something different outside of the A, and we can meet up. There you go. All right, take care. You too. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>